0: Have you listened to someone today? How about someone that you disagree with? If not, why not? Sometimes we focus more on speaking than on listening, though both are crucial to dialogue and deliberation. That's why we are focusing today's podcast on the fourth annual International Listening Day taking place on September 19, 2019. International Listening Day evolved in response to our modern day listening crisis as one of many ways to remind us all of how to engage with one another even when we disagree, and even encourage us to actively listen precisely when we disagree. My name is Annie Rappaport, and I am an intern for the National Coalition for Dialogue and Deliberation, also known as NCDD. NCDD is a network of thousands of innovators who bring people together across divides to tackle today's toughest challenges. This podcast brings together members of the community to discuss problems in the dialogic process, explores new ideas and models, and shares resources and experiences of members themselves doing the day-to-day work in D&D. Today's guests will be Sheila Bentley and Jean-Francois Mathieu, members of the International Listening Association and designers of the International Listening Day. They will share the origin story for the initiative and how all of you can get involved around this year's theme to Be Bold and Listen for Common Ground. We will begin with Sheila Bentley. Sheila, could you tell us what inspired you to embark on this initiative for an International Listening Day?
1: Sure. This goes back a few years, maybe even prior to like 2015, and it goes to a, a couple of situations that I observed when I was going out to eat. Probably about 25 people, they were celebrating some kind of a family event, and they were all ages but at least 15 of the 25 were on their cell phones, and I thought, well, how sad is that? But here they are, you know, all different ages, and they had the opportunity to talk to this extended family, That, and it just seemed like such a missed opportunity. But the one that bothered me the most was a mother and her teenage daughter that were having dinner, and the mother was interacting with her cell phone, um, and the daughter did not have a cell phone, so she was trying to entertain her. didn't get off of the cell phone, didn't put it down. Even when the wait staff from the restaurant came with the happy birthday dessert with the candle and everything and they sang happy birthday to her and the mother still did not put the phone down. This is the beginning of a listening crisis and and maybe we need to do something to remind people how important it is to listen to each other. That's where the idea came from.
0: Those are all experiences that you mentioned that I think we can relate to. They all also had a common theme. They all included the use of a cell phone, which is interesting because cell phones are this piece of technology that were meant to connect us further and with more people and with more ease and convenience. Yet, as you describe, more often than not, we lose sight of who's right in front of us. I was wondering, could you speak a little bit more to what you mean by a listening crisis?
1: Yes, I think some of what has happened is that because we have these new technologies and because we do have the ability to communicate with people all over the world, that somehow that's become more important. We know that people are more likely to cooperate and have better relationships and they're more likely to be compassionate and more empathic when they listen to each other. You're not as likely to have empathy or to be able to express it in a text, or, you know, being any kind of electronic, mm-hmm. not as well as you can face-to-face. In fact, we experience that empathy, for instance, things like when somebody looks into your eyes and you can tell that they understand what you're going through or what you've told them. Then we make that connection, being present and just listening to them.
0: Yes, exactly. Having that focus on one thing instead of so many at one time. Yeah. Mm-hmm and really engaging with those that are present with us in any given moment can be so important. How did these ideas, blossoming in your mind and probably the minds of others as well, how did this evolve into the idea of the special
2: day? We needed to help people understand
0: how important listening is and to
1: help them see that. It doesn't seem like they're getting that message from anywhere else. We promote how important listening is. But the other thing that they're not getting is how to do a better job of listening been focusing more recently on conflict and listening when you disagree and I think you know sometimes we don't see good models of how to listen to people especially in some of those you know confrontational situations it's really bad models of how to communicate when
0: you disagree with someone you know yelling and raising your voice and trying to out shout the other person or trying to win at all costs rather than solve the problem so what ends up happening is we get nothing done. We develop hatred and and conflict and, you know, bad feelings. So in your prior work, one of the examples you gave that I thought was very powerful in and of itself was of Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. And what does that speech mean if no one's listening to it? I was wondering if you could speak a little bit more to the power of listening. We
1: do have a tendency to think that the speaker is the one who is in the power position. They have the ability
0: to influence us or to convey information and
1: so on. But anybody who's ever been a parent and is talking to their children sees how little power they have if the kids aren't listening, tuning you out or paying noise, or if you've ever been a teacher and your class has tuned you out, you see how, how little power you actually have. And I think that's one of the reasons why we get upset when somebody doesn't listen to us is that they're not giving us the power and we can't make them listen. So the listener is really the one in the power position and can pass that power to the speaker at any time, but can also take that power away at any time. So, you know, it's really not the speaker who's in the power position, it's really the listener, and, you know, can pass that power on, but can can take it back at a moment's notice. I think, you know, that that's, we see that even in how rooms are set up. There's one place for the speaker, and there are multiple places for the listeners. That person can have
0: an influence or a power, but not if nobody's listening to them. I think that's such a great insight that unless someone's listening, the power is not there. It also directly relates to this year's theme, to be bold and to listen for common ground. How were the themes determined in the beginning of the process? We kind of looked at, you know, what was happening in the world as we were coming up with the theme One was we decided that people really needed to understand that listening makes us more human. So that was our theme. It makes us more human by things like it involves more cognitive processes, you know, metacognition or neurological and physical and emotional processes. And some of those are processes that animals don't necessarily have some of those same cognitive processes. And so it makes us more human the more we use all of the capabilities of listening. And the second you listening makes us better humans. The research shows things that we are more
1: likely to cooperate with people if we listen to them and we're ha- we have better relationships or we're more likely to trust them when we listen to them, more so than when we exchange written conversation. That helps us to be a better human if we are more willing to be empathic or to cooperate or to trust. We started noticing a lot of arguments seem to be going on, um, that there was a lot of controversy in people's conversations. For the third year, so that would be 2018, our theme was listen even when you disagree because Mm -hmm. we do have a tendency to shut people out when we don't agree with them and then it just seems like things have blown up in the last few years all over the world we're seeing these very contentious conversations and you know they tend to escalate to shouting and we're yelling at each other and we're name calling and then we don't get anywhere because now we've just created an enemy and we still haven't solved the problem really need to have help understanding how to have those conversations so what do you do when your blood pressure's off the map how do you calm back down or how do you listen to them so that you
0: don't get to that point and so that you are able to have a rational conversation with somebody that you disagree with what was the thought process, and what is the process overall for creating a national or international day of anything? And how did you pick the day, and to use this approach as one of the many approaches that you use for listening overall? Those are really good questions, <laughs> and I'm, I'm not sure we have found all the answers to those, because it's very difficult to market an international event.
1: We did a lot of looking originally and found that there are several other days that deal with listening, but not sometimes not directly. Uh, the United Nations has, a, I think, an International Day of Peace, peace or something like that, mm-hmm. which relates to listening, but it's not quite the same. Anyway, we picked the date because we wanted it to be a time when... The kids were in school so that we could encourage teachers and educators to do things in school. Most people are at work, and it's kind of a beginning for lots of people, you know, beginning of the school year. It might be a time when you could, you know, turn over a, a new leaf and, and start a different approach to things. So that's how we picked September, and we just wanted it to be a date. Each year, it was more important for us for it to be a day of the week, you know, mm-hmm. rather than on the weekend. And so we just, we just chose kind of arbitrarily, but with a lot of thought into it, that the third Thursday of September would be when the International Day of Listening was. And then part of the process has been that we've had to completely relearn how to get information out. There are countries around the world that don't even have, you know, there are people that don't have connections to the internet. So how do you get to them? We really have to kind of keep thinking through How are we reaching out to people? What are some of the different ways that we can get this information in front of people and help them to realize that not only is it important, but it can can change their lives. People sometimes say that this is the most important thing I've ever learned. It can be a life-changing experience. We're still working on getting the word out, getting it out in multiple languages, finding what do people need right now, what's going to be most useful to them, and we get that information to them. Every drop of
0: water makes a difference. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it surely, surely does. How do you use it as a catalyst, as a way to create this momentum so that people are working or thinking about how to actively listen throughout the year, every day? Listening, somebody once said that listening doesn't have a lot of sex appeal or a lot of curb appeal, you know. (laughs) And it is kind of a hard
1: sell sometimes because people really don't recognize right away the, the power that listening has. Until they experience it, until they're with someone who tremendous job of listening to them, and it's, it's, it is a life-changing experience when somebody really listens to you and you feel like, oh, they got it, they got me. We haven't figured out how to make it something that people think is so important that they need to spend time on it. Help people to realize that they do need to back away from their <laughs> cell phones and you know, have face-to-face conversations without interruption.
0: When you describe that event of the the free listening sessions or having these tables just on the side of the road, how many of us are walking around with this deep hunger to be listened to? There are these things that are simple and straightforward to do but can have such a beneficial impact on our fellow community members. As the listener, how do you feel? Great. It
1: gives you a great feeling to know that you have, what, lifted a load from, from their mind or somebody found them worthy of being listened to. I mean, and I think when you listen to children, valuing
0: someone enough that you give them your time and your ear. Yes, valuing those around us like how we would like to be valued can be so important. Thank you, Sheila, so much for your time today. Is there anything else you would like to add?
1: We would invite people to take a look at our website. It's www.internationaldayoflistening.com. Our theme this year is Be Bold, Listen for Common Ground, Take a Pledge to Listen to Someone That They Disagree With on September 19th.
0: Thank you so much, Sheila. (laughs) You're so welcome. Now let's go to our second guest on today's podcast Jean Francois Mathieu, a musical composer. A member of the International Listening Association, who is in charge of this year's International Listening Day.
2: Hello, my name is Jean-François Mathieu. I'm Swiss and French. I live in France. I have a background in civil engineering, and I'm a music composer and musician. I discovered that we didn't listen well to each other, even in music context. In jam sessions and only our voices so i was really interested in in this aspect of communication finally the, the international listening association of which i'm a member and i'm really happy to meet people friendly uh, friendly people just like you and i uh, thank you very much for inviting me to this podcast
0: Thank you as well. It's an absolute pleasure and honor to get to speak with you today. I'm hoping we'll be able to learn more about all your hard work and the work of your committee to create the International Day of Listening this year and hopefully help reach some people who haven't heard of it before, who want to get involved. Could you begin by telling us what inspired you to be involved with the International Day of Listening?
2: Sheila inspired me because uh, Sheila Bentley was the first to, to launch this uh, ID and finally concre- concrete day and I was so impressed the work she made almost alone and I participated to 2016 and to 2017. I helped a lot with different aspects of this the preparation for this day, especially the, the video part. We, we had a fantastic video series called uh, 10 Listening Tips, and 10 members of the ILA were presenting something around the theme of, uh, of the year. And after all this work we did together, she asked me if I wanted to be chair for uh, 2018. Mm -hmm. And I was enthusiastic for that and also grateful that was the inspiration to participate.
0: That's really touching that you, as our second guest, were inspired by our first guest to both get involved with International Listening Day and to then become the main planner for it. I'm wondering, what do you think will be this year's topics of conversation during the International Listening Day?
2: Oh, the topics are so vast. Uh, it's it's uh, everything we we live uh, in, with our family in personal context, business context. There are so many different situations. So it's hard to say that people will will talk about this or about that. The people will choose for themselves. We just this year invite them. To To find common ground and through controversial topics, finding groundwork of values, goals that that they are sharing, and even in total disagreement, find uh, or exploring solutions uh, through keep respecting uh, each other, really, really go to what we have in common to solve problem, if it's a problem, it can be also a project.
0: I like that a problem can become a project. One of the things that you and Sheila provide on the International Listening Day website is a really useful top 10 tips that follow a sort of progression. You are featured in tip number two. Could you tell us a little bit more about that specific tip and where it came from?
2: I invited people to prepare to listen through something special that I call uh, the composer's approach. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's like uh, you welcome the other person as if it's an instrument, music instrument, and you listen to them in that perspective, or as as a concert, and you're impatient to hear the artists you came to to hear, Put, put yourself in the same state of mind to welcome the other person you were long, long waiting for.
0: So the idea is this really beautiful concept of when we go to a concert, a symphony or another music performance, that we can't wait to listen. And so bringing that desire to listen to our everyday lives, is that kind of the idea?
2: yes that's that's exactly the thing it came to my mind after i did the presentation there's one part also when we listen to music like music that contains improvisation how each musician is listening to each other at the same time you have to produce something that goes with the with the flow and you have to listen to, to everyone at the same time and make something coherent. It's really like a, like a good conversation.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a really, I, I just love that metaphor. Well, something I saw that was kind of exciting about the day itself is that last year, in 2018, there were more than 300 people committed to participating or planning an event for International Day of Listening. And I was wondering, since you were the chair last year as well, what are some of the examples for those listening who may want to commit themselves to an event?
2: Yes, it was so fantastic. We had some companies like uh, Eco Listening. Uh, They offered free assessments for, for this day. To Mm -hmm. anyone wanted to know about their listening types and it was very very generous also we had we had a retreat with 60 spiritual directors in canada Mm -hmm. that's interesting too a dialogue on communication challenges in healthcare in india Mm -hmm. some business in singapore dedicated or created a listening hour before their business meeting. We have in Germany a new member from last year that, were, that created a listening lab. And we have a whole university in Finland. They created a really, real social media craze. They were everywhere and put pictures and we think so. It was really interesting to have so many people and also to have so many different ways to celebrate the International Day of Listening. I must mention also our member, Corinne Janssen, mm-hmm. who managed to mobilize the whole Netherlands in creating a listening month, not not a listening day, but a listening month, and uh, she has tremendous energy she created something very very fantastic in the Netherlands that could be an example for us to create in various parts of the world mobilize more people
0: it is it truly is fantastic I I get excited just hearing about all the examples that that you mentioned going back to something I, I heard you say earlier in our conversation that I'd like to go more in depth with you on is this idea of listening being fun. The listening part of a conversation doesn't need to be each person waiting for their next opportunity to speak, but really relishing in the part of the conversation that is listening. Can you tell me a little bit more about how people can have fun listening?
2: (laughs) The fun in listening, if you're just yourself, natural. And the conversation is generally fun. Yes, it surely
0: can be. <laughs> it surely can be. It's not all work to listen.
2: Yeah, even with total strangers, I meet many people these last four years because I, I have a dog. And uh, when you have a dog, you meet all sorts of people and especially people that you don't know and you start talking about things of course a little bit about the dog and things but i was surprised to that you can you can talk uh, very easily interesting subjects with people you n- you never knew before because yeah maybe the dog in that situation is the common ground not only for people who also have a dog but Even with people that don't have dogs, I think the dog is like something that eases the conversation.
0: Speaking a little bit more about the day itself, about this International Listening Day, what are some of your main goals?
2: We as IDL, we really want the world to get aware of the importance of listening and do something around it. There's one thing also that I can say is when I took the lead from the IDL, suddenly we had many listening movements and organizations that didn't exist before. A trend of suddenly people were in need to listen more, to listen better, to listen to understand how all these organizations suddenly appeared. I think it's a real need in the world to listen and to be listened to. I like the way we are at the same time inspirational and providing material to learn to enhance uh, our listening.
0: Thank you. I think all of that is wonderful. Could you tell our listeners, what does listening mean?
2: Nowadays, I think people agree that listening is not just listening with your ears and is not just listening to the content. We mean by listening, listening with all your senses, plus your heart, plus your intuition, your emotional intelligence. Listening is a sort of, of a concept because also listening to words is not enough because we, we more use our eyes to perceive the body language. But maybe that's the difference when we hear people say, well, I'm, I'm listening all day long with their ears to the content and not listening as a concept. There's a huge difference between these two aspects. And I think that we would have to use the word sensing sensing because when we use listening, we use also other senses. Every time we do something, we have the impression to use one sense, but we use them all at the same time. We are sensing beings.
0: The way that you describe listening is this all-encompassing, very immersive act that we are committing ourselves to, which takes our focus, allows us to be fully involved and engaged A more holistic version of listening that is, Mm. I hope we all strive to as an ideal. We're caught up in a very fast paced world. More often than not, instead of giving our entire focus to any one experience, we're spread between three or four. I really appreciate delving deeper into the meaning of that word.
2: Thank you. Thank you. It was really interesting to have this conversation with you. We are so involved in doing things. For this International Day of Listening, we don't have the time to reflect on what we're doing. We, we just do, 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 and we choose a team. We make the guidelines and go, go, go. I really enjoyed to have this conversation with you, and it helped me a lot to regain some perspective on this International Day of Listening.
0: Thank you, Jean-Francois. The music playing on today's podcast was a song written and played by Jean-Francois himself. We encourage everyone listening to check out internationallisteningday.com and to look more into the International Listening Association and how listening is important in dialogue and deliberation. Once again, my name is Annie Rappaport. Today's podcast was brought to you by the National Coalition for Dialogue and Deliberation. And this will be the first in the revival of the series, so stay tuned.